I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always tells us about the latest scams that are hurting our community and hurting the people in our community so that we're forewarned and can stay clear of them. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. I don't know how many people read Ask Amy in the newspaper, but I do. And it's an advice column. And the letter that recently caught my eye was from a 69-year-old gentleman about a young woman that he met online. I thought the letter and Amy's answer was very interesting, and I'd like to share it with our listeners today. So I'm guessing that this (laughs) might be some kind of romance scam. I know we've been focusing on them as of late. And you might be correct. So as I'm reading this, I'm going to challenge our listeners to come up with as many red flags as they can. So listen carefully and here goes. Dear Amy, I met a young woman online about eight months ago and have been messaging her regularly. We also have video calls because she lives in the Philippines. Long story short, she has a lot of issues with employment due to COVID-19 and she has no family. Her area was devastated by a typhoon. She has few friends and she has health issues. She received a job offer in Canada and the company was going to pay for her airfare and put her up in a company housing. She was supposed to start next month. I helped her to buy clothing and prepare for the move, but now she has to take a six-month treatment regimen for uterine cysts. I feel like more of a father figure than a boyfriend, and I just feel a lot of pain for her. I'm wondering how long I should help her financially. Should I cut the cord and tell her I cannot do this anymore? Although I can afford to help her, it is financially and emotionally draining. I'm 69 years old. She is 26. Patty, before I read Amy's response, did you hear anything in this gentleman's letter that might be a red flag? (laughs) Maybe, Vicki. (laughs) Let's start with the fact that she's in her 20s. I know that's not the usual red flag that we talk about, and he's close to 70. I mean, why would someone that young go for someone that old? Their interests must be totally different Mm -hmm. if there's not something she's gaining from it, possibly monetarily. Absolutely. Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. I took notes because I thought you might ask me this. She was in a typhoon. Of course, she's far away. She's in the Philippines. She has no family. She has health issues. She got a job, but because of more health issues, she lost the job. And so it just seems to be one thing after another. And of course, people can have a run of bad luck, but this is a lot of bad luck. And the red flags are just popping up all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Patty. So here's Amy's answer. And he signs the letter concerned, as we all are. 
Dear Concerned, <clears throat> I am genuinely sorry to tell you this, but every detail you've supplied about this person points to the likelihood that you are the victim of a romance scam. The missed opportunity for employment, the devastating typhoon, the near-miss move to North America, all of these dramatic episodes are designed to bait the hook and then to keep you on the hook, supplying more funds with each new drama. Even the nature of her sudden onset medical problems is a classic tell. The global pandemic has devastated the well-laid and legitimate plans of many, but it also has created opportunities for scammers to take advantage of big-hearted people. AARP.org has a number of helpful articles describing current scams targeting older people. Do a search for romance scams. Quoting their helpful advice, rule number one, never send money to someone you've never met in person. AARP also has a Fraud Watch Network hotline, and they give the number. I called and spoke with a counselor who, without judgment, asked a number of easy-to-answer questions. Callers are then connected with a fraud specialist who can give advice about what you are dealing with and how to handle the relationship, including how to end it safely. If you have children or a close friend you can talk to about this, be very honest and ask for help. Yeah, this is something that I can see how people fall for and big-hearted people fall for it, I think, very often. More of the stories that we've talked about have been women being scammed by men. So this is an interesting story that it also happens to men who are being scammed by women. It does become easier to spot these red flags, but the stories can really tug on your heartstrings, especially if you believe them. If they believe the story feels guilty about abandoning the younger person. So I can understand how it happens. Absolutely. And as we know, scammers do play on our emotions. They're very good psychologists. They know just how to get to us and use our emotions against us. And this letter demonstrates the many different kinds of ploys and stories that scammers can use to hook us in. This woman, as you said, had quite a lot of bad luck in her life over a short period of time, if you believe her story. Right. And it's interesting that Amy talked about how the global pandemic has created opportunities for scammers to take advantage of big hearted people. And Patty, this is something that we've been talking about for a long time. And I want to point something else out. Amy directed her readers to aarp.org for information and help. And I've often referenced that organization. She talked about the many articles that they have on scams, and she also talked about the Fraud Watch Network hotline, and she actually called this hotline, and I thought this was interesting. She got voice-to-voice -voice with a counselor. She reported that the counselor asked her a number of non-judgmental questions, then connected her to a fraud specialist who was able to give her advice about what the victim was dealing with and what steps to take. And Patty, these days, just being able to get voice to voice with somebody who can offer some advice can be so heartening. Right. And I like that you said it was a non-judgmental conversation. 
Because none of us want to be judged or felt like we acted stupidly, even though in our hearts, we maybe know we were foolish, led by our heart and didn't really think things out. But that non-judgment makes it much easier to talk to someone. And then her number one rule, Amy said the counselor told her at AARP, never send money to someone you've never met in person. Just that number one rule could save a lot of people, a lot of heartache and a lot of their money. Absolutely. She also suggested that the victim talk to somebody he was close to in order to get advice. Now, I understand that might be hard to do because no one wants to admit they've been scammed and they're often embarrassed about what they've done, as you said. But as I always tell people, you are up against professionals. These are very, very clever and sophisticated scammers. And I have talked to very many intelligent and educated people who have fallen victims to these kinds of scams. So don't beat yourself up. Talk to a friend, or if you're too embarrassed to talk to a friend, call AARP and get connected with a support group. And I wanted to once again give the AARP Fraud Watch Network hotline. So here it is, 877-908-3360. And I will say that again, 877-908-3360. And I do encourage you to call, or you can call me on my fraud hotline, and I'll give that number also. And if you want to call me and get the Fraud Watch Network hotline, I'm happy to give it to you. I have it handy. My number is 1-805-568-2442. And Patty, I actually do have some good news today. All right. Always love those good news stories. And this is from the Department of Justice. This is about two brothers who were living in Maryland, and they were recently convicted of money laundering and sentenced to federal prison for three years. So here's how it happened. They were helping romance scammers who were operating out of Ghana. And as I've said many times, these romance scams often originate out of our country in places like Nigeria, Jamaica, Ghana. So the scammers targeted elderly victims online, typically through social media, dating websites, emails, and so forth. And once the scammers in Ghana convinced the victims to trust them. Then, of course, they started asking for money, and they would instruct their victims to send money to bank accounts and physical addresses that were linked to these two brothers here in Maryland. For their efforts, the brothers would receive 10% of the money, then send the rest to the crooks in Ghana. And this is interesting. During the course of this scam, over $6,200,000 was laundered through 34 bank accounts at 11 different financial institutions. So this was a big operation. Interestingly enough, the case was investigated by the United States Postal Service. So as I've mentioned, the Department of Justice runs an elder fraud hotline. And for seniors who have been scammed, they can call the hotline and will be directed to the agency where they should make a report. The easy way to remember this number is one 1- 833 fraud 11 So 1-833-FRAUD-11. I've given you lots of numbers today, Patty. For people who haven't written them down or didn't have a pencil or paper and you'd like those numbers, just please call me and I'm happy to give them to you over the phone. Yes, and Vicki, we'll also have a YouTube version posted of this that they can find. 
They can go to Hub for Broadcasting and they can find a channel. And I will also put this on the video so that they have those phone numbers there so they can listen to past episodes. Wonderful. That's excellent. Thank you so much, Patty. Okay. You're very welcome, Vicki. And thank you for the good news. And thank you for educating us about these romance scams that I think are really easy to fall for when you're lonely, you've lost a loved one, and you're just really looking for some kindness and you receive it. But unfortunately, it ends up not being the kindness that you thought it was. Thank you. Until next time. Bye, Patty. Bye-bye.